podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Support for this podcast comes from the patrons at patreon.com slash FML FPL. We're looking ahead here on out. It's the stretch run of the season. It's really the stretch run of the season. Now, how are you feeling? Yeah, doing good. It's just a weird late Sunday night pod, and we have one day off before game week starts on Tuesday, which is pretty intense. So, let's see how it goes. I don't know. Yeah, exactly. Another, another pile up. Pile up, doubles, blanks, all that shit. On the way, very everything's everything's here now, basically. Yeah, um, I have to say one nice thing. Now, that, I mean, normally we've been potting like super early in the morning before I have a full slate of things to do. Yeah, have a have, this is a little red wine pod for me. If that's oh really good. man, so, yeah. we got our walls back. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm back tonight. Well, it's the it's a it's a red wine, but it's cut with a green arrow, so it tastes extra good tonight. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, you know, I opened the green arrow capsule, I tapped the powder in, and I was like, oh, this is a little better than normal. Yeah, I'm on I'm on the water, but mine is just laced with, like, meth or something horrible. Because <laughs> that's my red arrow. <laughs> Very good. Um, so, yeah, let's talk about your week. You, you, you're you doing good. You're good. You're saving face. <laughs> the pod. Um, up the good to, of the pod. Up to seventy one k. I had fifty four this week. I mean, I only had three returns, three players on my entire team return this week. But luckily, one of them was Captain Sal, so that came in. Spade, Spader, James Spader, Spades. <laughs> you know, I mean, I was very open about how punty that was. Oh yeah, and, yeah. and Lambs. So yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, I, yeah, and Lambs. I kind of spelled it out, and I just went with my gut. Feeling that you know Huddersfield are just that bad, and I feel like Newcastle are a genuinely good, like well drilled team. And you know they should have scored more goals than they did in that game. And um, Sal missed what four really good chances in the first half. The header, I think, was the easiest chance he had. Yeah, the header um, was a sitter. Almost. That was. Yeah, for him especially for him. because that's yeah, like yeah. Kind of, yeah, that's like really where he usually makes his money. And then he but. hit the post on a, that pretty good chance too. Yeah, but then the goal he did not take well at all. He shot it directly <laughs> at the keeper. So I was like, what the fuck are you doing? So, well, yeah, I, I said but, to and, you on Slack at the time, like first half he just missed everything. So his adjustment second half was like, I'm just going to get it on target. <laughs> that's my only goal and it worked. Yeah, I mean, so I was, first of all, okay. I guess this is kind of a complicated week. So, I mean, I was freaking out when I saw Chill All Doubt for four hours at straight on yep. the morning of the deadline. Yep. Like looking at being stuck with having to start chambers, which is just the worst possible thing of life. And I was looking at doing, you know, like Kiko or Juan out for like Evans, basically, or, um, or Lejeune. So obviously I do nothing because I was just a fucking coward. And Chambers comes in and gets a point, and I just like go to sleep. I'm like, this is just gonna be a fucking nightmare. <laughs> and then the next, so then I'm watching the first half of the Newcastle game, and I just couldn't handle it. I shut it off at halftime. I just stopped watching because I was just freaking. I was just couldn't take it. I mean, watching Sal do the things he was doing in the first half was just killing me. And I think one of the then, keys is that the Newcastle game was Saturday, so you knew. 
if Sal blanked, you just have like OBS cappers and Salah cappers coming at you on Sunday, and it would have felt yeah, so no, bad. It was layered. There were layers of things happening. So I just shut the. I usually very rarely. I can't remember if I've done that this season yet. Yeah, but I just I shut it off. I couldn't watch anymore. And then like five minutes into the half, he scored or something, and then everything started happening, and I was like, oh god, okay, I'll watch. This is great, and it was great. But I mean, you know, Chambers still got a point, but fucking fuck him, he's a piece of shit now. But yeah, you know, Sal came in, it was nice. And got all of Sal's clean and Jimenez seven points. I really liked how all three of my Wolves players all got yellow cards. That was fantastic. Wolves are fucking so bad. I fucking hate them. <laughs> I, I, I'm going to run these fucking dumbass fucks, Rui and Bennett out for the next two weeks. I hope they keep no cleans. I just I don't want to clean. Yeah, I want to be just... more satisfying since everyone has their yeah. players anyway. You barely gain any places from like him oh as scoring a pen. Like it doesn't do anything. It's just, Rui Patricio, absolutely worst thing in my life right now. Yeah, he cannot wait to get kind of bad. He's a he's a never again. Such a never again in my the rest of my life. I will never own this fucking Portuguese cunt again. Yeah, he's so bad. He's so bad. The thing with the cap of Sal that I think we didn't talk about but we didn't talk about it but it was kind of like a known thing between the lines that you were mentioning is that he's been so good for you and when you look back at the run when you got him which was like game week 12 or something when you got him and he went on a huge run it was against bad teams he's been really really consistent and good all year and Newcastle have been pretty good and he's scoring you know a lot Super high goal involvement, all that shit. To me, that was the big difference between punting on a, a Sal cap versus like a lot of people punted on Felipe Anderson, who's just been blanking and bad and no stats in really good fixtures for a really long time. You know, so that's the that's like the flip flop of it. it. Was like Rondon's blanks came against some of the toughest fixtures of the season, and Felipe's just been blanking against like Bournemouth, Brighton, Burnley, like uh, everyone. You know, every week. So. Yeah, I mean, it's a difficult thing to compare the two of them, but I think I will say with Sal is if this was an away game, I probably would not have capped yeah, him yeah, because yeah. of the That's way Rafa different. sets up. Um, I, even though he, yes, he has been consistently trickling returns for the past, you know, 15 or whatever game weeks it is, he, I feel like, has been on form every game. I, I can't remember a game this season, like since I brought him in anyway, that I've watched Newcastle and I'm like, wow, Sal was really bad today. Like no matter what the because it, it's it's dependent on the game script and how he's setting up. Like if he has to just hold up and they're not going to get a lot of chances, like he's just always he always does the job. He's just just fantastic. Yeah, right. Like, he's, he's not like out of form when he has a bad game. When he has a bad game, he just doesn't get chances because Newcastle yeah, got dominated. Ex- right. Exactly. Exactly. And I mean, I think he's just a maniac and I don't think he's like that kind of a fragile player. You know, he's a bulldog. So, I mean, the double return, obviously it's, it's ridiculously lucky. It's the second double digit game of the season for him. Like to be able to spike that when I, you know, really needed it to save my, yeah, yeah. save me was, was very fortunate. I was really, realistically, like if I was got like six to nine, I was expecting, would have been very happy with that. But, you know, the 12 is just gravy. But yeah, you know, I mean, I don't, I really don't cap, I don't punt on captain very often. I, I think the only other time was that like maybe game like two or three when, uh, Palace had that bad game and I punt, I punted on Ericsson because I, my fucking team was messed up. But yeah, you know, it came in. Oh yeah, that was Palace City, was it? And you went when yeah. captain, yeah, yeah, something like that. Well, and then, anyway, then that, that's me. Yeah, you move over to my team, and oh my god, Aubameyang, dude. I mean, yeah, 
I don't remember when it was. Maybe it was Game Week 24 pod or something like that where we were both saying, and really all of the FPL community was saying, like, Obs is the most important player to have right now. I mean, he had the bad city match where, you know, I was away on vacation then, but a lot of people did Obs to Kuhn or thought about Obs to Kuhn. Obviously, in hindsight, if you did that, that's a fucking legendary haul right there. But then even people who did that probably went back from Kuhn to Obs for Game Week 26. He plays zero minutes against Huddersfield. He plays 15 minutes against Southampton. It's just... So catastrophic for me. Like, he, he was my one guy where I was like, all right, my team's kind of bad, but I have the best player in the game for game week 24, 6, and 7, and my captain those weeks. And it's just, yeah. So, on to my week. I mean, it's just normal garbage, everything bad. A couple of cleans came in, no, no attacking returns, Etheridge zero, just terrible as usual. Um, yeah, I'm, I mean, it didn't it, it didn't work out for you this week. But the thing with Aubameyang... It didn't work out really, for me this season, but yeah, go okay, on. fine, fine. The thing with Aubameyang, I mean, I've, I haven't owned him all, all season, but the thing that was really frustrating about it was like hearing people shout about, you know, he might be rested. Yes. Like, people People say that about every single city attacker, every game. Like, you know, it's the kind of thing where it's... There was literally no precedent for it, and I think there was a... There was a similar time earlier this season we were looking at and talking about on Slack, I think, where there were, you know, like a two or three games in a week and he played all of them. He started all of them. Um, so, you know, I, I, it was, I think it was just a fluke thing. I don't know if maybe he's got a little knock or something, but, but I was, I was really surprised I didn't start, even though it's Southampton at home, which is obviously like a gimme fixture. Um, you know, they, they have a gimme fixture next. So it's not like that made any sense. And then it's kind of back to normal rest for 28 That's the thing 30. that's frustrating. Yeah. Is there, like people on Reddit and whatever after Lambs came out were like, I'm just worried about Obs being on the bench. And their reasoning for that was that, yeah, he had some sort of like illness or whatever and just played 90 on Thursday in Europa League. But it's like, you can't do a Thursday and Sunday like one fucking time. You can't do. You can't start both he did. of those. He, he has he has done He's that done it already this season. All season. Yeah. And the thing with the gimme fixture is they're still in the top four race. Like they're in fourth place right now. They need to win all of these games. It, this is the equivalent of like Liverpool not starting Salah or City not starting Raz or something in like a quote unquote gimme game. Like they need to win these games. These are all huge games for Arsenal. And he just fucking fucks me. Yeah. And, and and the way the game went, much like how the Huddersfield match went last week, it's just you if Ob starts either of those matches, like I can't see past at least a double return, just the way the match went. Like he almost had a double return when he came, when he came on. Out, he almost had an assist and a goal. Yeah, yeah. It's so, just so fucking frustrating. Dude. It's, it's such a, a that's a tilt. A, it's just it's just a tilt. Is all so it is. tilting. I mean, and I go back to. When I made my when I made the Raz to Paul move and Paul brace and Raz triple return and the move that I was considering doing that week instead was um, Richarlison to Paul and Mitro out to Rondon or Barnes for a hit and it's just like oh my god yeah, the like amount of points, points lost it just keeps piling up the amount of points <laughs> yeah. lost on that. Um, <laughs> All right, let me house. Give me a shout out to FML Field Prize League Mug League leader for February. One more game week to go. I it's not updated yet, obviously, but I believe it's Jonas Vic and Obi, aka Vibes GT. 
casually chilling on an OR of 291, 291 in the world, 291st in the world. Very, very good job by him. Shout out Goal Scorers Challenge League leader so far. I can't wait to not do Goal Scorers Challenge next season and do Survivor <laughs> again. Oh my God, I'm so sick of this game. But, you know, Magic Mike and, and Scotty are still up there fighting. Magic Mike picked up another goal. Josh King this week, good job by him. And I'm doing the public league, the top of the FML field publicly, because someone anonymously messaged us on Reddit that there's action at the top of the table. It's no longer Pajolski every week, so I should do it. So I'm doing it. Shout out Mark Sinclair, a.k.a. Sherla this year. Up to 16th overall in the world, top of the public league. Great job by Marky Mark there. I didn't know you could like message people on Reddit. Yeah, you know, like, private message us had like a sort of like anonymous name and was just like, hey, I'm I'm like close to the top. I'm not in first, but it's no longer Pajolski every week. It's actually a battle. So like you should go back to saying it, please, because I would love to hear my name on the pod if I if I make it. And I was like, dude, it's all for you. <laughs> <laughs> So where do you want to start here? Um, oh, excuse me. I guess the well, what if the cup game is like fucking nonsense? What do we care about? I don't. I really don't care. I don't about care it. about Can it at all. I napped all right. through it. Yeah, I mean Laporte injury was a thing, That's and a, then Laporte and Dino injuries. Yeah, very the Dino bad. injury. If you have like Ederson, you're obviously not going to be. I mean, I guess if you had Ederson, you probably have like Borges. I don't know. I mean, that's not going to be a great. Defense clean sheet potential with those guys yeah. out, so whatever. But yeah, I mean, I, I, I take nothing from it. He like sat Higuain. There's like the whole stupid bullshit with Kepa. I just don't have time for it. So I mean, I guess the city, the the United Liverpool game today was pretty nuts. What, what was your takeaway? Oh, I mean, it was just garbage. From like a fantasy perspective, there's almost zero takeaways because both teams were just horrible and created no chances. I think the XG was like 0.4 to 0.3 or something. It was just nothing. Uh, Guest and I were talking about it after the match, and it was interesting because he bet the over thinking that Ollie would really like go for it, try and like statement game for Manchester United. And, at, and then everyone got injured in 10 minutes. Well, that happened, obviously, <laughs> fucked everything up. But also, we were just talking about it, and he kind of like learned a lesson probably from PSG, I think, where he just got completely ripped apart, or Manchester United got completely ripped apart by just like going for it and getting countered all day. And I feel like he was just like, we need to just keep it tight, pragmatic, and Liverpool were terrible, and United were terrible, and it was just like, Meaningless game for fantasy, but yeah. um, Rom Rom was good. I thought Rom looked really good. Yeah, over he was okay. He was, I mean, he, he was, was like, putting in. He put in some really good balls. Yeah, it's so weird how Roberto Martinez is the god and Rom's best position is right wing. <laughs> All along, it I mean, it just it, it really just is like unless it if it's is. that like four two. Yeah, unless it's a four two three one system with every single thing focused on getting Rom the ball and getting him goals, which you know he. Had that the other year, and he put in twenty, whatever twenty five or whatever yeah, yeah, the fuck yeah. he did. But I mean, in in a team like a f- real team, his best positions over on the right. It's just undeniable. Yeah, I mean, it's so, just like for Belgium. I, I thought he like he's he's like quote unquote number nine for Belgium too. But he's all over the place. Like he makes yeah, every yeah. run in every channel, crossing all the time. So yeah, I mean, Rom could be good. Rash is no, nickled, yeah. so. Yeah, Rash is, was fucked. He couldn't run. Yeah, so he, he, he didn't break out of a jog safe. after. Yeah. 
And the, yeah, they're they're in trouble. Um, so I mean, my takeaway from it is like, I mean, I already did my transfers. I transfer Rashford out, but I feel like Paul. I'm a little bit worried about just because if they're going to be having to play. I mean, Alexis, you're basically playing with ten men. If you have like Mata, is just like kind of slow and doesn't really do that much. Like the games where they haven't played a front three of Lingard, Rashford, and. Uh, Martial, they've just been very pedestrian. Like they've been getting results, and that's you know that's great yeah. against some lesser teams. But from an attack standpoint, like I haven't seen a single like good ninety minute game when they have played anything but those front three players. And like those, that's really when Paul like is able to roam because they're you know they're taking the ball to the byline, they're allowing him to come up a little bit further. Like Paul, I mean, he got it. I think he had one chance in the box that was pretty reasonable. Like yeah, a he had header, a header, he but up. it was probably yeah, yeah. offsides. I don't know. But he, I mean, it was Liverpool, granted, but you know he was pretty shackled, and I'm just a little bit concerned about that. I, I mean, I, I don't know. To be honest, I mean, I'm I not at all. Like I don't. Yeah, are you think the like pens that. or something, or you think it'll just be like jammy points? Or I think he'll just get his points. Like I think, like Palace is not an easy attacking fixture, but they'll dominate the ball the entire match. Obviously, Palace yeah. will play deep and, and try and counter. And Southampton after that is just just such a typical Paul late run into the box, like do whatever he wants kind of game. Like Southampton are so bad at yeah. defending. I just to me, it's more just a reflection of. Sort of like where Manchester United are actually at. They're obviously one of the top six teams in the league. That's not even a question. Like they're beating every bad team that they're supposed to beat, but they're far from like competing for a title, being one of the best teams in the league. And it's just like you look at this Liverpool match, you look at the Spurs match, you look at the PSG match, which are really the only remotely decent teams they've played since Ollie's come in. And they were just kind of like shackled in all of them. So to me, it's just more of a playing the opposite. Yeah, yeah. I guess I'm just maybe I'm just. I mean, yes, I, I agree with you. Paul probably got his points because Paul and he's great and whatever. But I guess maybe I'm just taking that as like a little window into just my general concern over United attack in general of their ability to score maybe more than two goals a game when they have to play these fucking shitty ass players like Alexis, you know? Yeah, yeah, I think you're right there. I mean, it, it they went from being like they could score four every game to yeah, it's like Palace, like I don't the, know what yeah. they two one win or something. It's like it's like Spurs without Kane kind of. It's like they have Sun and then a bunch of like I don't know. Yeah. And you know, if they get more than two, you're surprised. So yeah. I mean it's yeah, Paul's fine, but any anyway. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, I think I agree with that. I I thought Lindelof was pretty good today too. I wish I was like good enough at analyzing things to figure out like who was good in their DM position. Like McTominay, I don't remember seeing him do one bad thing all game. But I don't know if he was like really good or if they were just kind of parked and he was just filling his little space. But I was imp- very impressed with how how Manchester United defended today. I didn't think they had something like that in them. I mean, Liverpool made it really easy. They were fucking disgusting. Yeah. I don't know what they were up to. But I mean, you know, I think United deserve a lot of credit for the nil-nil result. I think that was a very fair result um, based on the balance of play. And oh, it was I, the I, I only was, result in, that made any sense after that game. It yeah. was just no, nothing for ninety minutes. And the, the entire first half, there were four injuries and four substitutions within yeah. the first like thirty minutes or something. It was just like garbage. Like no team was clicking at all. And I think also just on the injury note, I mean, like. You and Dave and everyone was saying that United's injuries were way worse than Liverpool's injuries, which whatever is fine. I don't care. But Bob out is like I mean, I'm using what 
Klopp said is catastrophic for Liverpool. I mean, you saw what Danny brought to the table, which was nothing, and Origi subbed on late and basically does nothing. He's just so... Like, Salah's obviously the best attacker on Liverpool. That's not a question, but Firmino's the most important. He's so the linchpin of everything, center of all creativity. It's sort of similar as it... Like, if Pogba got injured for United versus, you know, like Rashford or something, you know, as it it removes a lot more, even though your your best attackers are still forward. It just like there was no creativity at all. Even when Shaq came on, there was nothing creative at all. There was no like through balls, there was no one twos, anything the moment Bob came off. So that's pretty worrying, I think. Yeah, it's it's a concern. I I mean this is where Klopp needs to really earn his wages or whatever they pay him because the 4-3-3 without Bob does not work. It's completely broken. Oh, it's yeah, just yeah. a it's a it's not a system you could even remotely consider. No, we don't even have period. the wingers to play it assuming so, like yeah, Salah's so, up there. So he needs to go into his toolbox and figure out looking at the form of the players and who he's got at his disposal and what who's doing what how to get goals out of them because they're playing some shitty teams and they need to start putting three points up. They've had more than a little bit of a wobble right now. I mean, they, yes, they got the three nil against Bournemouth, but other than that, they've got four draws, one win in their last five, including the Bayern game, which is not num- is not title winning form. And it's time for that to stop. And, you know, they really need to figure it out immediately against Watford. And then they have an away Darb at Goodison, which should be a walk in the park because it's Everton. But, you know, it's still a Darby. And, no, you know, again, Darby, the, fi- yeah. the fixtures in the next four are very kind, but I'm concerned. I'm definitely concerned. Yeah, I'm not. I mean, at, I'm, but I'm, at the I'm, same time, we're not really talking about fantasy at all, which is rare for us. But at the same time, I'm not even considering getting rid of Salah. I don't know. If you are, but we generally. No, I'm not, but I'm. I'm also not even remotely considering captaining him. Like, not even in the top three. Like, I'm just not captaining him. Really, I'm not it's, that far down. I don't think I'm so nowhere near captaining him. I haven't seen him play a good game in like a month and a half. I mean, at Bournemouth. Yeah, Bournemouth, but like you know, one goal, like okay, eight points, great, but. He, when he had that string of double returns, he was getting a fucking every goal was a pen. Like he had the brace against against us, and like I, I he's just been ticking, and he gets his assist, he gets a pen here and there and stuff. But he hasn't, I, he doesn't look good to me, and they don't look good to me. No, they, and I, they're like, definitely out of form, no question. Yeah, so I, I just, I don't think that that's like you know a lot of people captain against Manchester United, and it's like okay, this is a similar thing with FPL that we talk about. Like, what are you? We have a pool of information this season about looking at Salah against top four teams or top six teams, him and the team, Liverpool. What has he been doing in those games this season? Absolutely nothing. He has blanked every game, I think. So, you know, are you going to take a leap of faith? Just be like, oh, but it's Salah, it's Liverpool, like United can't defend, like I'll captain him. Or do you base it off of the information that you have for this season running? So it's like kind of those two things. And like, I'm not willing when I have someone like Raz, who I think is just a fucking god, or I have, you know, other players on my team who are, I think, pretty much just as good as Mo in a similar fixture. I'm not going to gamble on a broken, disjointed Liverpool team who, you know, aren't really scoring right now on captain, period. So that, that's where I'm at there. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Um, Wow, that was a, the longest like non fantasy rant we've had in a while. Um, I think City are where we should go from here. Um, I didn't, like I said, I didn't watch the cup match. I don't fucking care about it. But it's 
interesting that I think a lot of the focus, I mean, it's understandable also that a lot of the focus is on kind of the how to get the best players who don't blank in game week 31 or 33. And, you know, obviously City blank, it blanked this week and blank at 31, blank at 33, probably. Um, but I was talking to a guest again, just we were hanging out watching the game. And I would rather have any City attacker for home West Ham, away Bournemouth, home Watford, than any other player in the league for four matches, you know, like someone who doesn't blank in 31. So I think, like, they're potentially not getting enough credit right now, and everyone should be, like, clamoring to get in at least one city attacker right now. What do you think? Yeah, no, I I think if you have zero, you're just going to be fucked because they're going to score, what, these three games, they're going to score a bunch of goals, but... The other thing that is important to note is that if they blank in 33, which looks likely, right? Mm-hmm. So you're really looking at three, you're looking at five games versus three games, not three games versus four games, which that's very significant. So that's one thing to, to think about. Because, right. like, you know, if, because if you're, if you're going to get the player in or, or whatever it is, it's a two game difference. If you're going to be doing a chip in 32 or something like that. I, yeah, so I that's more mean thing. now because. People are kind of like going to free hit 32. Like, there's a lot of transfers on Game Week 31. So, you know, chip in 32, transfer on Game Week 33. Like, it's easy to only have them for one blank max. Like, it's easy to deal with that. And I think people are concentrating a little too much on like Felipe Anderson and like Lester players and shit. And when it's just like, you're going to completely tank your season if you don't get city attackers right now. I, I, I'm, yeah, I mean, I guess, but it's also just very team dependent on how easy it is for you to get there and then how, how many other problems you have and also what chips you have left. I mean, you still have to be prudent. And, yeah. you know, if you, if you take a hit to bring Aguero in and you're bringing in another blanker, or maybe you're not, I mean, and you don't have the chips left to kind of recover from that when they have two blanks, and say you already have Sterling or whatever, or you have fucking Laporte's now, he's dead. Like There are a lot of problems. Like Rashford's dead, there are a lot of problems. So I don't think you could just throw around fours and eights like left and right to get in players who are blanking in 31. Um, so I, I mean, I think it's very team dependent, but I, I do take your point about people hyper-focusing on the non-blankers because yeah. they do play on the shitty teams. So... I think it it should be you should be a little cautious with that for sure. Yeah, I just mean more, you know, obviously I'm no, just like a, the trend. Right, I'm making, you know, yeah. making a plan. We we spent the entire last pod talking about how important to make a plan, like don't fuck yourself over blah blah blah. blah. At the same time, there's still three game weeks and City have incredible three fixtures in them and they'll probably score what 10 goals in 3 weeks something like that so yeah probably like yeah like 9ish yeah, 9 8 9 10 something like that with a potential probably. for 6 in any of them so yeah you know it's important we got three three questions about city hugo on twitter question for the pod do we go straight to coon if we have obs or do we try and cash in on bournemouth if possible Eric B on Slack, if Rashford won't play midweek, is Rashford to Aguero for a hit reasonable? Would it matter if you already have Sterling? And then Ray on Slack, does does 120 minutes for Raz and Kuhn cool interest for them? A lot of talk prior to the Cup uh, prior to the cup final, bringing one to two of these players in for 28. I mean, no one, I can't sit here and tell you like what Pep's going to throw out 
after they play 120, I fucking, you can't tell me. No, <laughs> no, no, no one knows. No, I think it's an insane thing to take OBS out right now for Kuhn, just because he's rested and they have a banker. So, and Kuhn does have that, as he will for the rest of the season, that little doubt over his, a cloud over his head if he's going to start or not. I don't know how bad the, the Jesus injury is. I suspect no one will know, and Pep, I mean, Pep lies, so that's one thing. Outside of that, I, I mean, like the question about taking a hit to do Rash to Kuhn, like that sounds great, but if you're like going to be fucked in 31 or you don't have a chip left or whatever, then that might not be great. So it yeah, depends yeah. more, like that's more important, especially if you get two, like you, then, you know, that, that puts you in a really difficult position if you're going to try and carry them through. Through the blank and, and there are the two blanks, so I, I mean it's hard to answer. But in general, I think kind of what we were talking about before is just getting one. Like I feel perfectly fine with Raz. Like I've I held Raz this week and I'm not anywhere near thinking about getting Kunin. Um, I'll bring him in for 32 on my free hit, I'm sure. But in the near in the immediate term, like I feel comfortable going through the next three fixtures without Kuhn and just having Raz because I still like the rest of my attackers and shit. But I, I mean. I, it's you can't argue against buying city assets as the best attack in the league. There's no question about that. So I don't know. What do you what do you think? Yeah, basically the same. I guess what we're kind of saying in so many words is the same as last pod, which is like make your own individual plan is is almost most important because yeah, if you're like taking a hit for Kuhn but you have four players that play in game week thirty one, then you're putting yourself in a bit of a hole. But if you can Take that hit and then use freeze from next week on to you know run out eight players in game week thirty one. Then that's probably a great hit to take. Yeah, so, yeah, I don't know. It, they're they're fucking good. They're not only the best attack in the league; they're the best attack and arguably in team Europe. that Premier League history and maybe yeah. Europe. Like it, it's ridiculous of them. I did enjoy some comments of like what like Raz and Kuhn played one twenty. Well, I'm holding Sane now. I <laughs> just like read them like, okay, oh, that's how that's the way you play. Like, okay, cool, good luck. Anyone who says with any any amount of confidence that they know what Pep is going to run out in these next two game weeks based <laughs> off of one twenty minutes or based off of fucking anything. Is just <laughs> levels of idiocy that I that I cannot uh, even talk about. Um, Foden, Foden, false nine incoming this week. Hundred percent guarantee, Foden. I mean, maybe Zinchenko's a guy now that now that Laporte's hurt. He's the only left sided <laughs> player like who can play Alive. on that side. Um, but. Okay, so yeah, what should we talk about next? Should we talk about some of these these Game Week Thirty One teams because they are the targets of yeah, no, a I lot like of that. People. That's yeah, that's a good call. So there's West Ham, there's Leicester. Those are two places where I think a lot of investment is coming. Leicester obviously fired Puel and got done by Palace. That's so good. That just... It's so satisfying that we've been fucking shitting on Puel for four months no, and for way the longer, game, whatever, since last year. Yeah. yeah, the game that he gets fucking shit canned is when we destroy his <laughs> life at home. Like it was so good when Wilf scored the second goal. I just like jumped up. I was so happy. Oh my, oh my god. god, it was such a fucking. Um, Oh my god, it was amazing. It was just like, see, this is, and similar to Newcastle, like, this is what we've been talking about. These, like, that's the difference between, like, a Palace and a Newcastle to these other, like, erratic mid table teams, like West Ham and Leicester. It's just like, 
the managers are just like steady. The players, like the system, the shape, like they just they have a plan every game, and they execute, and they're just consistent. And like Palace, we soaked up pressure. We were getting dominated. The shots were like five thousand to like eight. And it didn't matter because we were just funneling them into bad places. Like we had the one goal against was just like Mama couldn't clear it, and Tompkins was just standing in the middle of nowhere doing nothing. But like you know, a mistake. Okay, that's fine. But you know, we just were resilient about it. And like those, that's kind of what we were talking about. Like like Palace and Newcastle about why we were higher on them, like kind of in the mid table or like Everton. Also, it's like okay, Everton could win a game like fucking four one. Also, but they're just like a mess. You don't know what they're yeah. Like Leicester, Everton, even Bournemouth are very capable of winning or losing any match four nil. I mean, they they fucking nilled to Cardiff recently. They're schizophrenic. Who knows what they're gonna do? They were diving. The amount of dives that they were putting out there against Wolves was. Ridiculous! They dive so much. That team—it's fucking know. so annoying. Anyway, it's annoying, to, especially to, because at this point, every best attacker on every team dives. Oh my god! And Madison had another fucking dive that was so disgusting, and he got the call for it. It was so annoying. God, I hate—I hate James Madison. Absolutely despise him. But he, he, we Lester, always knew he was a prick. He looks like such a fucking. Oh douche. my god, such a but, fucking. So Lester, I mean, new manager bounce. We don't know who the new manager is. I think they're still interesting. They're, I think, their cheap guys are still interesting. I think someone like Harvey Barnes has just come in and been one of their best attackers, and you know he only has two assists, but. He looks good and he's incredibly cheap and he doesn't blank and has really good fixtures and like they're they're the main rumor for who they're gonna get and it's fucking Braj, which just means they're gonna score like five goals a game for the rest of the season and be the best thing ever. So I'm interested in someone like Harvey Barnes way, way more than I'm interested in anyone like Vardy, who we know he's obviously a good player, but even when he's like on form and Lester are killing it, he's like one goal a game kind of player. So yeah, and he's still really expensive. Like, yeah, he's, and he's just still way nine. too expensive. It, it's just not worth nine. It, he'll never be no. worth that. No. So yeah, I mean, other than Barnes, arguably Maddo, I guess. Are you looking at anyone on Leicester? Are you still looking at their defense? I mean, again, I was looking really hard at Evans before the deadline, just because he was the cheapest guy. Cheapest he was guy, actually yeah. he was the only guy I could afford on a straight swap, and I was just like thinking, you know. Their fixtures are good, and just like cross my fingers and roll them out. And then just watching the game, I was like, wow, like I actually followed my own advice. Like I've been saying on the pod that Lester are fucking bad and their defense is bad. Yeah, they're going to so let us would, down despite yeah, good fixtures. Like, just like, like Wolves. Like I watch Wolves, I'm like, their defense is bad. They have bad individual players in their defense and they don't keep clean sheets. So, like, so I was happy about that. I, I think Barnes, he really. He's been covering himself in glory. He's he's been the only like yeah. actually good player on that team I've seen in the last few games. And I was um, I was fucking jizzing over him when they recalled him because yeah, his stats in the championship were out of control good. I have just just like I hadn't even seen him play despite highlights or anything, but the stats like pop in a certain way that and he was so good for West Brom too and we have like Enpass and other West Brom supporters who are like yeah he was our best player by far and that means something and I think him coming basically straight into the side it just says a lot about him and the state of their fucking other like gang of fucks like 
Gazal and Gray and Albright <laughs> and Matto. Like they're all just like, ugh. They're all just nightmares. And he's just so positive he's, yeah, and he's, so aggressive. Yeah. Yeah, he I mean the checks he does, like the when he's got the ball, if he takes people on, he's just he's really just clever. And the final third is decision making's great. Um so I mean five five I think is just a snip and he's he's exciting. Yeah. I think, you know, he he's really the only attacker I would really consider. Yeah, I think so. I can't too. I can't I don't have time to listen to someone telling me that Madison's better. That's just like because he's more expensive, you're saying that. But in terms of the defense, we have to know if what the manager situation is like. I think it's pretty insane to bring any Leicester player in right now. I mean, they they might like have a good couple games, but there's just too much uncertainty for me. Really, that's the bottom line of it for me. Yeah, the fixtures are really, really incredible, and it's hard to imagine that the they thing, don't but... do some good things in this run. But trying to figure out when and who is very difficult. Yeah, I mean, I think it's our first team on the beach. I mean, get get Schmikes, like the we know the band of the inmates run the asylum there anyway in that locker room. They might not just be on the beach. Maybe they, don't they, give maybe a fuck they should just go all Gunner and just hire like fucking like Lineker or something and just <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or, Lynn, Lynn. or maybe they should just manager swap with Fulham. Like Puel has a better chance of keeping Fulham up with some fucking like jammy one nils and bring bring Randy Airy back and just good old days at pizza dilly ding and shit. So. Um. Yeah. So Leicester. That's Leicester. West Ham were very, very interesting. Um, Fulham are really that bad. I think. So I'm. I'm having a tough time reading too much into the the three one. I mean, we know West Ham's defense is just non-existent. They've been terrible all season. Yeah, but, but Diop, great pick. You have to be insane not to have brought Diop Diop in. He's just you know he's so cheap like they're he's, just great he's such pictures a good goal are great threat. such a big goal threat you know just they're he's a great pick Dude, yeah great pick great yeah pick. absolutely yep um yeah West Ham I have trouble with like I, everyone who listens to the pod knows I'm obsessed with Felipe Anderson and I love him he's way better IRL than he is in FPL like he oh, is yeah. just. All of his best attributes do not translate to FPL. His best attributes are like dribbling, progressing the ball via dribbling or passing, and like winning tackles back, uh, winning tackles in general. So he just doesn't contribute that much fantasy stuff, like creating chances, taking shots, like in the box, like that stuff. Like I had him for that run when he was scoring goals, and his shots did uptick in that run. And part part of that was probably just injuries and the 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 form the lineup that they were running out and stuff. But I'm kind of more interested in Antonio if we're talking about like all of the attackers, and I'm most interested in Arnie if he can start starting games. But I don't I don't really know what to do there. So the main thing I I'm, I keep having trouble with West Ham is just like their fixtures in 31 and their fixture in 33 is pretty bad. They're uh, they're at Chelsea. Oh, Chelsea and yeah. I mean in, in thirty one they're home Huddersfield, but which is obviously I mean, pfft, come on. That's like but, triple cap. But they're at City this week, and then they're home Newcastle, which is an awful attacking fixture. So it's like the the timing is difficult with them. I mean, Cardiff thirty, Huddersfield thirty one, Chelsea thirty three, like that's okay. Like I, I can get behind that. But yeah, yeah. The main thing I'm having, okay, first of all, I think Antonio is bad. I, I don't think he's a very good player. I just don't rate him at all. I and I also am like worried about Arnie. I, I, if Arnie comes back in, I don't really see how Antonio plays. I don't. I have no confidence in the lineup. I don't That's know the I'm lineup thinking. any week. I don't they know the Arnie, system. Cheech, the system or the lineup. Lanzini, I have no idea. Nas, 
Snod, Antonio, Felipe Anderson. They have seven yeah. players for four spots. Yeah, and that's mad. I mean, that's mad. And I yeah. still do think that there's something to be said about you know their midfield has been just different players every game, every week. And part of the reason I think why they've had such wildly erratic results is that their team has been wildly different like yeah. every week the in, whether it's injury or whatever yeah, like you're it's right just, i mean when they were rolling everyone knew their 11 their 11 was yeah. the same every single Four, week yeah. and they Four, were putting two, three, up like three one, goals top. yeah yeah yarmo's doing things and so i am just very concerned about them in general i would like to just give them a couple more weeks to breathe um you know if again you, know, you brought Felipe in, you know you saw Fulham I'm totally. I oh, would yeah. have said that's a good transfer, but oh, yeah, yeah. at this point, I would definitely give them two weeks and just see what they do against City, see who's healthy in a couple of weeks, and then reassess in uh, game week 29. It's kind of also frustrating. Like we can move to Burnley because Burnley, they are also you know in 31 they're home Leicester and 33 they're at Bournemouth, which is pretty good, incredible. <laughs> um, but their next three are at Newcastle, home Palace, at Liverpool, which are all very bad attacking fixtures. Yeah. So, you know, it's just the timing of these players is very difficult to negotiate when we're if we're if we're trying to dead end into the But actually Barnes is, is another level than anyone on West Ham's attack from fantasy perspective, I think. Like yeah, he's so, been, I mean, that's, it's been a very extended period of time yeah. of incredible like like top five player in the league XG stats and all that shit and now yeah. now he's scored in four straight. Yeah, I mean his XG over the last four matches is four point oh six XG, which is fucking stupid. It, it, and like, well, so I don't even know other, what this is. It, it's fucked know, up. It's, it's actually like, fucked. Like, it, it, <laughs> well, they did get a couple of pens, but um, the, the other this is bringing me to point two. Like, there is no world that you and you know how I feel about. It. Mark Arnautovic. You know my feels about Arnie. I mean, there is no fucking planet of logic that you can tell me that you want to spend an extra 1.2 and get Arnie instead of Barnes when he's not even start. He didn't even start last game. Like, I don't even know if he's going to start. That's just not, I don't, that's not a conversation. Barnes is just better. The fixtures, I don't, I don't Arnie care. Arnie and like, his Barnes, fucking Barnes brother starting the rumors that he's going to like some Chinese super team. Like, are you fucking kidding me? He like hasn't started a game since then. <laughs> he just he guys getting paid. He's just getting paid. It was a fucking mass manipulation. Oh it was a genius God. genius move by Arnie's PR camp. Let me just shout the stats for those who don't really realize or hadn't realized how good Ashley Barnes' stats are. You you named the last four. On the season of players who have played at least like a thousand minutes, you know, just starters basically. Non penalty XG per ninety, so I'm not even counting his fucking pens, which he has like I don't know three or something. He's fourth in the league. It's Coon, Obs, Salah, Ashley Barnes. Not all season. All season. Is it minutes per? That's like per, per ninety. Minutes? Oh, per ninety. Per ninety. Because okay. he 90. like he hasn't. He, the first game he started this year was like game week seventeen. I mean, on on the season in total, he's tenth. Yeah, that's fucking stupid. He has like fourteen hundred. He's tenth. Yeah, <laughs> so it's this Kuzma, right? Obs, Mitch, Mitro's fucking fourth. What a god! Kane, Raz, <laughs> Bob, Mane, Laka, Barnes, <laughs> <laughs> Ashley Barnes. Mitro's played and a been, thousand more minutes than him. It's just like Barnes is such a dirty fuck. He's too, the, dirtiest, him. He's the dirtiest, the dirtiest player fuck, ever. Like he's. 
having him in your FPL team is akin to being a Manchester United supporter and loving Ander Herrera. Like, he's okay. our cunt. When you own him, he's your cunt. <laughs> and you just get to just swim in all of the cuntiness and prickness and red card shout every single game. And Oh, yeah. Oh, he's just, I mean, I've, I mean, could you imagine training with him and Phil Bardsley, like going to training and seeing oh those two God. fucking shithouses? Meanwhile, Chris Wood, the <laughs> biggest player in Burnley history, who could, it's just a mountain of a man, looks like the nicest, like calmest person you've ever seen. And he has these fucking guys like riding his ass all training and dice up his fucking ass. And he just wants the rosy cheek, like run around in the New Zealand fields and play footy with his friends. And he's just getting abused by these fucks. Yeah. Barnes Barnes we both I think owned him at the end of last season. He was a budget forward last season too. Yeah, and he had a little moment like this too. And I guess he's I don't know what took him so long this early beginning of the season when they were horrible. He couldn't crack the team. But yeah, I mean they've been a team transformed really since he's come into it's, the side. It's huge regularly. shout outs to Dice. I mean Yeah, Dice he figured it out. He, he was just like, figured okay, it out it and out. they started being really good. They're like yeah. really good now. Yeah, they're just they're just good. Yeah. They're a good team right now. So yeah, Barnes. So that's that's another thing against Arnie. Back yeah, to the West Ham thing. I don't even know where we where we started, but that's where we're ending. That's where we're ending. And uh, another shout for Burnley. I, like someone like me, I'm considering wild carding. So I've just been kind of like tinkering around with the, in this region, looking at all these players on all these teams. McNeil is so far and away the best fifth mid in the game it's not even remotely close like he's he's getting he's trickling attacking returns and he looks good like i test he's looked good for basically every game he's started all season and he doesn't blank in either 31 or 33 and has relatively good fixtures so just wanted to shout out good old dwight for a lot of people still on like camarasa <laughs> and stevens and shit yeah, no, that's that's a good call with McNeil. And also, before we go to the next segment or whatever we're doing here today, <laughs> <laughs> whatever, however, pause work, <laughs> whatever this is. Yeah. Uh, Newcastle, we don't know if they're going to have a blank in thirty-three. I suspect they will, since we'll fucking do Watford in the cup and, yeah, and, yeah, and yeah. give them a game. But Almiron was electric. Oh he was. He looks. He looks a fucking player. I mean, the fact that he blanked was atrocious. But he had. They had four goal attempts. He set up. He had six chances created in, in the game. He was four incredible. Goal attempts. If Perez was more clinical and Rondon was more clinical. He could have had like yeah. a hat trick of assists. He could have had a goal and three assists easily. I mean, he had six chances created in one game. Like he's he's a good player. The only thing and I'm worried like about six. him, and not really with these next, they have home Burnley this week and home Everton and give me thirty. So I'm not worried in those, but. I'm just not sure that he's nailed because we know Rafa away is going to try and just keep it tight and just stay compact. And I'm not sure like how Almiron fits into that playing yeah, I, three I attackers with, is yeah. a lot for Rafa, you know? So <laughs> no, I know it's, it's more than like one. Yeah. I agree with you, but I, I just don't think like at this end of this, this we're looking at their fixtures and how fucking ridiculously easy they are to the end of the season and how many like good home games they have. The away fixtures are also fairly easy. I don't think he could justify benching Almiron to just play like key or something. Like, yeah, I just they, I can't they're see not that. Safe, but if they win one of the next three, they are safe pretty much. They are very safe. Like, they're, I, what I meant is like points total. They're not safe. I, I agree with Fine. you. I think they're safe. Fine. The teams below them are way worse, but. 
<clears throat> all they need to do is pick up three points once with like this lineup, this attacking lineup, and one of these home fixtures, whatever, and they'll be a hundred percent safe. Yeah, I agree with that. But like, but this is the other thing. Like, I watch Almiron play, and then I watch West Ham, and I'm just like, Almiron's between better. him and Felipe, I'm like, Almiron's, Almiron's doing better. all these things. Like, the fixtures are just way better. They're like, you know, Burnley, West Ham, Everton, Bournemouth next four. They have a game in thirty. Like, you know, it's so that's that's a thing. He's 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 fucking good. Really liked him a lot. Shout out for fucking MLS. What a fucking that was out of nowhere. I've never um, even heard. And, I, we live in the United States. I've never even I heard mean, of this fucking guy. And he just comes in and he's, he looks so good. I mean, we don't watch MLS. So I, but he's like Paraguayan, Paraguayan or whatever. I mean, he's goom, Goombayan. <laughs> <He's>, <laughs> looks like a fucking Mario, Goomba from Mario. Super Mario Goomba. I forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> Goombaya, my lord. Goomba. Um, <laughs> <laughs> So the other blankers, is, is there anyone worth looking at? I think Fraser is probably. I'm I'm definitely not going back to that well. Yeah, I, can't I mean, stand him. I not, can't stand him. I just can't stand him. Their next three fixtures are bad, but maybe game week thirty. I think I think it's reasonable. Hopefully, Brooks is back because yeah. I like him a lot more. Maybe yeah, bring in Brooks or Callum then, or even King is probably fine to bring in then. Like from thirty, they're. Away, Huddy, home Newcastle, away Leicester, home Burnley. That's their blanks. Um, And then, I mean, it's good for the rest of the season, basically. Away Brighton, home Fulham, away Southampton, home Spurs, away Palace. So, yeah, I think it's just that's one for the future. Yeah, that's one for the future. Like you mentioned, there's no one else really on like Fulham, Everton, Huddersfield, even Chelsea that I'm really even looking at amongst the 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 non-blankers. That's the thing. Chelsea's the real big like wild card or question mark about all of these teams that aren't blanking in thirty one because other if we don't get the Chelsea like Hazard or something or Iguain, like, we're we're gonna have what seven million in the bank oh, when yeah. we're Minimum. going into it's so I really hope I, that they figure out they show some signs of life because I would ideally like to get Haz in. I or think something, I get you know? I think has is the type of player that you get no matter what. Yeah, it like, just doesn't matter. <clears throat> so for that reason, I <clears throat> God, I'm dying. For that reason, I kind of hope they still keep looking like shit because unless people bring him in, and he, we know it, we know has, we know has all too well. He's capable <laughs> of anything. So if he looks like shit, unless people get him in, and we were the only ones who have him for away Everton and give me thirty one, I'll feel incredible about that. Yeah, I mean he has at Fulham after after the Spuddy Spud game, and I mean that's pretty not a bad game either. So Has is interesting. Yeah. Has is going to be a big differential. Big differential. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I'm definitely yeah, going to get him in. I think. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm going to definitely have him in as well. It's just going to be who's going to go, I guess. But yeah, we'll see. Um, should we do some questions, or is there anything else you want to key in on? No, let's hit some questions and we'll, we'll roll. So Eddie on Slack, Eddie of. I just hung out with him today on Slack. Is it easier to build a time machine and cheat or just be good at this game? Tough call. Yeah, that's, that's, that's good. That's funny. <laughs> Frankenstein on Slack. If you had to pick one 
of Sun slash Mane to Raz, who would you pick? Mane was total cack, but Sun has some terrible <laughs> fixtures coming. Um, I mean, this again, it completely depends on what your plan is into the blanks. Like if, if you're not using chips or whatever for the 31-33, then I would rather have Sun than Mane, not close. But if you're not doing that, then I would rather hold Mane because the extra, the extra games matter. Yeah, the extra games are really big. Spurs, Spurs have tough fixtures. It's going to be interesting just, to see what we see from Spurs because they've looked mostly bad for a month or two or something, and that came to fruition against Burnley. And then, uh, well, we never know what Chelsea we're going to get, but away Chelsea is never easy unless you're City. Home Arsenal, Darb, away Southampton's fantastic. But, yeah, I mean, a lot of it just depends on what version of Liverpool we're going to get because... They See, could, this is a thing. It's yeah. they've both been looking bad for months. Yeah, so the last it's time, almost a coin flip on like who's gonna hit form faster. I don't know. Yeah, like I, I don't think it's a coin flip. Like Mane's been on form and he still is like a seven, eight point player. His last double digit score was in game week ten. Even though Sun has tougher fixtures, he's just better. Like he's just better for as an FPL player. Right, right, right. He's just in in everything they do, and he also is just a gets bonus when he does things. Mane never gets bonus. Like. They could concede three, and Mane could score two, and Robbo will still have more bonus than him. <laughs> I know. Yeah, he got so, he got a few bones in this run when you've had him, but yeah, 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 yeah a, little, a little one or two. Whatever. But Sun's also cheaper. Like I, I don't think it's close. I, I think the, but I think the extra games is, is really what what tips it to me. Yeah, what so I, it, I think yeah. it, it depends on your plan. But I like I like looking at those two players as as options. I mean, I I don't have that much problem with taking Sun out um, because the fixtures are. I don't a have tricky. a problem with taking either out at all. Especially yeah, for Raz. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, again, I, I have a bit of a problem taking Mane out just because I don't see that many other alternatives. Yeah, yeah. They do have good fixtures, and he was. And don't blank. What, whatever negative score you want to give him on what, how he played today, it was maybe the worst game of his fucking career since he was like a nine year old. Oh, he but, was so bad. He just has insane fucking shit games like this. Like we've seen this time and time. Not that bad. I mean, he was so bad today. Not that bad, but we see this from him. And then he could bounce back and just do something else, or he's going to go on a little run like this for a few and look like a piece of shit. You lost never know. Mess. Uh, trying to you predict Mane's form is is a no, waste of time. It's it's folly. But you know, he's still a good player. So you know, I th- I think that. And given the lack of alternatives for like the premium assets and yeah, yeah. you know who you're looking at, like, like you know, I would be more interested if you're doing like Moneta has, you know, because that's where I'm looking. I'm like that would be pretty, pretty, pretty spicy. Yeah. What's up so, with Higgs not even starting in the Cup final? I mean, I mean, they just didn't. He didn't want to get like done five yeah, so they nil. Just put I guess the, the workers in the, the yeah. back in the coal mine just. Get in there. Yeah. Yeah. He's the canary and he died in the last game when they <laughs> lost 4 0, so they couldn't bring him again. Um, what well, was even better was him. Even, yeah, even better was him just not taking a penalty kick. That was, that was a message. Message received. Yeah. And uh, even the best of all of it is Jorginho missing the first pen. That pen was something. That was like if I took the pen. I mean, Jorginho, <laughs> hard to have a worse. Debut season than what he's having right now. Like I, he completes all the he completes all the passes. Yeah, I just i I have not seen a take from any supporter of any team, including Chelsea supporters. That's like, yeah, he's been really good. Like he's a good buy and a good 
Like he's obviously good at some specific things, but he's supposed to be the key cog that like drastically changed the system, and that's not working. Um, yeah, I, I'm like, I mean, I don't want to get into like a Chelsea check because no, 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 I don't no, give a fuck no, about no. Chelsea, but. I find zero issues with Jorginho. I think he's a fucking quality class player. I think it's more Conte and then whatever other fuckwit is playing next to him. That that's the problem. I, like he can't he can't do a job of a midfield three for in one human being. And Conte and the other does nothing in Sarri's system to help. I so. mostly agree. And I like that, like the the fact that Sarri is still starting Barkley ever. I think speaks very very poorly about Sarri and. I, it's just diabolical. The thing that drives me crazy about Jorginho is that is it, I guess it's more sorry than Jorginho. I guess you're right because I do rate his ability on the ball and his vision and all that stuff. But it's just like he's put in a position to fail constantly. He's like oh, yeah. he's like Every the game. isolated last defensive midfielder, and he's slow as absolute fuck to, against like a countering team, and he just like can't do anything ever. He's just like he's just put in a position to fail. It sucks. I I don't know what RLC has to do to get in that team. Oh I just, my it's god! Beyond, it's literally beyond my understanding. What about? It, I, I I just can't understand it. Like I yeah, like you said, I don't really care or want to talk about this. But if this was like FIFA or Football Manager, how about you just try starting like Kalamudson Adoy and move put Has in that central midfield spot and let him play number ten or you know just anything. Try anything other than not trying. It, it would be better. All right, Chelsea, 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 Chelsea. Scatterfold on Slack. Who do you reckon has a legitimate chance of fighting their way out of the relegation zone? And is there anyone we should get from those teams who could go a local hero? Wow, what are, we're looking at IRL table right now. What is Southampton still in eighteenth? Uh, yeah, I think it's full. Well, obviously Huddersfield and Fulham, well, I mean, and then Huddersfield. That's that's done. They're cooked. I mean, honestly. You could do worse than Babel. He's like five five or something, and he just kind of looks like he's going to score a goal every game. But the, regardless of that, uh, yeah, it's uh, Southampton, Fulham, Huddersfield, Cardiff are right there, Brighton are right there. No, I think those are going to. Uh, Cardiff could still get dragged down. I mean, Cardiff. I don't know, Neil. They, it's Cardiff. It really looks like Cardiff or Southampton. Yeah, because we I know think that's we, the case. Yeah. We know Brighton's fixtures, and they're going to pick up a few points. And they have a and game obviously in hand. Newcastle are safe, Burnley are good. We're not going anywhere. So yeah, I mean, it's it's going to be between those two: Cardiff or Southampton for the, the next time. But like, what, what are we fucking getting players on these shit ass teams for? We don't need them. We got Harvey Barnes in the lads. Yeah, and, and the thing with like Cardiff, and I've had Neil for a bit now, and he's mostly really good. Obviously not this week, but he's mostly good. But they blank in thirty one. So and they play City in thirty three, probably gonna be a blank. So like what are we even talking about? You would never consider them. And that's he's like the only Cardiff player that I would maybe, you know, advise someone to bring in. I mean, I guess like a defender maybe isn't that bad. They have pretty good next three fixtures, but hey, there's very little point to going there unless you're like wild carding them out in game week thirty one or something because yeah. there's yeah, yeah, yeah. better guys at the same price. And then Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Southampton, they just really need a fucking striker. I think their defense is the you know, bottom three probably in the league. Uh, we've seen they they just can't defend anything, so I'm not going there at all. But they have some good attackers. They're just not – they don't have the, the finisher. They need Ings. 
Yeah, they're a mess. He he also has been really frustrating me with the personnel and the formation. He just he he hasn't picked anything. He's just cha- they they change so much, and I don't I don't I don't like that. I, I mean, that's they need consistency. They already are playing with like a half a deck. I mean, they're not like the most skilled, best team on paper, yeah. and they're in the relegation zone. And he's fucking switching midfielders every game, and it's it's not. I hate that. It's I, pretty I sad to see the downfall of, of Chaz Austin also because. If this was like two years ago and Ings was hurt and whatever and they needed a goal scorer, God, he would be so nailed and so good. And now he yeah, just, I mean, he I don't, just I don't literally know, yeah. can't run. He just can't no, do yeah, I don't know what wages he's on, but he's just he's a championship player. He needs to he needs to go. He's just no knees. No knees is bad. Yeah. So I guess long and short of it is no. To the to the question. Um and then the last question, Jabron James on Slack. Any players who play in 31 and 33 but have good enough fixture slash form leading up to 31 to bring them in now? I guess we just talked about literally all of those players. Yeah. I mean, and, and Newcastle is, is the other one that's just a little bit risky because of 33, we don't know right now. But they, I mean, they look, their defense definitely is my, would be my number one target for like of the 31 teams yeah, that I'm, have, like they're, they look, they just, they're just good. I'm they're considering good doubling them. Like, yeah, I, I mean, I, yeah, I was doing the same. I just got, it just would pigeonhole me too much in 33, so I, I bottled it, but they're good. Yep, all goes back to last pod, which is make your plan. Make your fucking, whatever you have to do, spreadsheet, whatever, to just sort of plan out, you know, roughly plan out your transfers so you run out a decent team in 31, you have enough guys in 33, and you can, you know, wildcard or free hit or whatever the fuck in 32 to get good doublers. That's really what everyone needs to focus on now. And then once you have that plan, you can choose between, you know, Leicester, West Ham, Newcastle, whatever you want to do, Burnley. So um I think that's it. Should we should we go ahead? Yeah, yeah. So next game week is on Tuesday. Who are you capping? Um I'm on Raz right now and I have my vice on Jim, the Donk. Again, kind of just Parlaying Huddersfield into Huddersfield, but I just can't see past Raz. I, he's so good. They're good. I think they'll get some tap ins. West Ham have such bad defenders. So I like that. I'm still not 100% on it. I, I really might go with Jimenez. Um, West Bane Ham. my fucking existence, Jimenez. I mean, I, I hate him. I do not like him. I do not like Jimenez at all. But uh, we have seen Pellegrini's West Ham really stifle some of the top teams' yeah, in yeah. performances Absolutely. earlier this season. So while yes, it's a home banker, you know they are going to probably be a little bit leggy, maybe playing with an extra B or one or two extra B teamers in the game. I, I don't know exactly what's going to happen in that game, so I'm a little bit nervous there. Yeah, um, the injuries and yeah. yeah I mean, it, not necessarily for the attack, but just like in the spine and like no, you that know, matters. The that we've and, seen that. Yeah, matter. it matters. I mean, yeah. What, I mean, if you play Mars or fucking who they they lost to Palace and Newcastle when they didn't have Dino, you know, it's like yeah, those are two great teams. Don't those are two great teams? They're good teams, but come on, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I'm not sure, but those are those are the two players I'm looking at are uh, as him and as and, her, and Sterling. Am I, I cra- th- am I crazy for being on OBS right now? No, no, no. If I had OBS, I would captain him for sure. A million percent, I would captain Ops if I owned him. Yeah, I mean, it seems very, very easy. 
Um, so it's so easy. And at Warm the same time, the last two weeks have been very, very easy obs caps. So <laughs> that's gone. That's <laughs> got that's been fifteen total minutes and one total point. So I it feels bad and weird in that way, but as of now I'm on obs. And if I wild card which I might do uh, it might be on a city player instead because I don't know if I'll keep bombs. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah. I don't what do know. you think between Rat between Raz and Jimenez? Would you have any thoughts about that? I would definitely go Raz. Yeah, you think I just so? don't think the ceiling is high enough for Jimenez. I mean, like, yeah, they played Bournemouth today, and outside of the pen, they really they barely horrible. did anything. Yeah. All right, like, that's yeah. fair. Yeah, Huddersfield though, it's I, it's difficult. I, we haven't had this in a long time. Like just a, 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 a team that just is this beat bad. The fuck out of yeah. <laughs> there they just. It was like minute twenty, and they just stopped. Like it, it was noticeable. They just like kind of stopped doing things in the game, and they just didn't. weren't It was just they were just laid, I mean, laid, laid on, down. It was sort of like the first half of the season when it was just always cap against Fulham, and then now it's just yeah, they're just diabolical. That's so I mean that's the one thing where I'm like yeah. obviously there's no comparison like the quality of Jimenez to Raz is no, a ridiculous of course, of course. thing to compare. Um I, still, like I just like don't Kobe think Wolves, beef to like fucking dirt or something. I just don't see Wolves as a team that have a high ceiling regardless is the problem. I yeah, think Yeah, I mean it's like they scored they three suck. recently in a couple games but I don't know. Like they're they're no, I, I agree with you. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um so what what moves you already did your moves? What are they again? I did my moves. So so I I took Rash out and I took Kiko out for Robbo back in since first first time back in since game week eight when I wisely wow. freed up some money to get Trenton oh right before God. he died. That was that was good thinking. And how long have you head. had? How long have you had um, Kiko? Also, you've had Kiko forever. <laughs> Do I do I want to find that out? Game week seventeen, you brought in Kiko for aforementioned Trent. I mean, Trent's been in and out of my team. Like, it's just not. It hasn't been fun. Yeah, um, he's been in and out of so Liverpool, yeah, I, and it hasn't been fun either. I'll tell you that. And much. I mean, obviously, I brought in the Smashley of Barnes, so that's that's just the thing I did. I'm I am benching Barnes this week though. Um, at Newcastle, I'm, I'm starting Rondon over Barnes um, as my my uh, seventh attacker. Just gonna go with the home, the homeboy there, but you know Barnes is just kind of. I mean, my, you know, my team's been strange. I've had these three like playable forwards for a while, yeah. Um, and so I'm gonna just keep rolling with that. I mean, they all play in game week 31, so I'm pretty well positioned there, and I can kind of figure out if I want to do like a hazard thing or something. I can fuck around in my midfield or whatever. Um, I think but if I wildcard the the where I would start is your front line. And arguably Kuhn in there, but I yeah. I would definitely tinker around with the Jimenez Rondon Barnes triumph. Uh, Jimenez doesn't play in thirty one. I don't know why I said that. But no, yeah, yeah, no, but I'm that's sorry, uh, like going. I haven't had Jimenez all season, which is a microcosm of how bad I am at FPL. But <laughs> like Wolves have away Huddersfield home Cardiff as bad as they are, and as much as I want them to lose both games, it's just it's, it's ridiculous. I mean, like. 
Of course, Doc fouled for a pen, and Jimenez scores pen. Was, would you have imagined otherwise? There's no Hello? chance of anything else happening ever. Do you, Johnny, do you obviously the Doc, one who feeds in Doc. I have Johnny. Good job by me. And then, do you think Doc doesn't return every game? Yeah, That's and then it's ludicrous. a random ass fucking coin flip, and if Jimenez or or Neves is going to take the pen, and you know we know how that went. So, but yeah, I mean, right. I, I, I mean, love that, I love your front line. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's just, I mean, I have all my money in midfield. Like last week, they carried me and I didn't get a return outside of midfield. And this week, they did fucking jack shit and Big Sal saved the day. So we'll see what happens uh, midweek. Good job, man. It's also a nice thing, must be said, with like these two days off to just have like a break glass, like Barnes first off the bench if someone just surprised, like, isn't oh, in the yeah, team. yeah, absolutely. So like that's also no, a that's nice huge. Little, little that's thing. huge. Yeah, so, you know, that's a, that's a thing. And then, you know, bringing in Rabo just shore my defense up. Like, I have Lascelles and Rabo who I can start indefinitely. I mean, Bennett, I, he'll get me. If, if Bennett gets me three points in the next two fixtures combined, I'll be ecstatic. Yeah, that'd be, I will be kind so of surprising. Fucking to be happy. Yeah, I, I how many yellows is he on? How is he not banned? <laughs> he has eight. He has eight. Yeah. He'll, Maybe yeah. he'll just get a, a straight, straight red next game. Just put me out of my misery. So if he gets two <laughs> yellows. <laughs> I can't stand it. Is he ban- he's so banned much. for three because he, it's the I red card ban plus the yellow card accumulation ban. I don't know. He's he's just the word. Can't the can't wait for that to happen. What a all fucking right. So piece. let's go. Yeah, it's gonna be great. Yeah. So let's go over to you. So you're talking wild card. Tell me about what you're thinking. So my team is really bad right now. I have no city players. I have Rashford and Mitrovic. I have Jota. My defense is mostly bad outside Van Dyke Lejeune. I have Etheridge. I have a lot of spots that are sort of problem spots. Obbs is sort of a problem, sort of not, because I would captain him this week, but then I'd want him immediately out. After this week, he's at Spurs, home United, blank. Um, but I think the the biggest thing for me is the way that you are going about your game week 31, 32, 33, I think is great if your team is good because you can use free transfers. You'll have a good team for this three game week period before the blank and you'll, you'll keep ticking along. The problem for me is that using transfers to bring in non blankers will just, my arrows will just keep getting redder, you know, because I'm not going to bring in city players and I'm, Like, I'm just going to keep bringing in bad players for bad players and not get any of the good ones in the meantime. So that's a big problem for me. And to me, wildcarding now is basically setting up for a really good end of the season, a really good stretch run, where I can wildcard now, have a really good team for 20, 29, 30 it's easy to wildcard in and have a, have like nine players who play in Game Week 31, and I can use my other freeze to get in maybe 11 if I want 11. Um, free hit in Game Week 32, wildcard. I'll still have a really, really good team in Game Week 33, and then I'll just have to use transfers and take hits and stuff for the next double, which is you know obviously the downside of using an early wildcard. But not that big of a deal. It's not that big of, big of a deal, and I really just have to emphasize how bad my current team is. Like, my team is... Shit, like I, I would keep like max two players probably if I wild carded right now. And I really think you should wait one week and wild card immediately after the the, the deadline. Just because it's a week. just because it's a short week. Yeah. Yes. 
Yeah, I and could you do have that. good. You ha- your bad players still have good on paper fixtures. Yeah, in general, and just and just what four go city for a week. That's or that's been week. that's been good for me. Yeah, yeah. No, but you know, I, I I just I think that you also need more than like one full day to figure this to out. To tinker, yeah, yeah. That that's that's probably the best reason to not wildcard is like I just need more tinkering than just tonight and tomorrow, basically. Um, but yeah, I mean that's I my logic. Yeah. I mean that it's it's. The nice thing about the blank in 31 is that every team outside of Liverpool and Chelsea, all the players that you would want are really fucking cheap. So it's really, yeah. really easy to make a really fucking good wildcard team with a bunch of heavy hitters that I want short term and have like eight, nine, ten players who play in game like 31. Yeah. No, I, I think you should just wildcard next week. I think that's very sound. Yeah. So, yeah, I guess. I'll think about doing it tonight, and I'll think about doing it on Tuesday. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's just it's just to stop the bleeding and try and save face a little bit. Like my team, my se- this is by far the worst season of my FPL life, and it's just I just can't do anything right. So I'm just hoping I can have a yeah. good end of season. No, and I think you know we didn't really talk this much about the last last pod but there there is a, a game week 30 wild card you know shout i mean I've, I've been seeing some people talking about that um and like if you're gonna wait till 30 like why not do it in 29 like the yeah, extra week uh, yeah, you know uh, yeah yeah i mean the every week that you do if your t- if your team's bad like if you have like good fixtures and it lines up perfectly with doing it in 30 because like you know like like wolves have two good fixtures not one or for example, you know things like that. Then like yeah, if you yeah. still and have like a good Paul or something, you want to keep yeah, Paul. Yeah, 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 yeah. But you know, but in general, like you know, if if you can wildcard earlier rather than later, it just is more weeks of you having a better team. So yeah, I'm sure yeah, Scotty I, I, Bug is listening to this, like spitting his coffee out because last year he early wildcarded and tracked it and would have been way better saving his wildcard till late, but. Yeah. My team is just so fucking bad. And I mean, the reason that I went so hard on City earlier in the pod is because that's all I'm thinking about right now. Like, I just have no City players, and I'm just like, they're just going to fucking destroy me again. Like, the, yeah. this will be, if I don't wildcard tonight, this will be the third week out of 28 weeks that I don't have City players, and they're just going to score six goals again and just bury me even further. So it's just yeah, like I mean, and that yeah, that's why I I still you know with the two days off like then they have a, a pretty normal break between twenty eight and twenty nine. I, I think it would be better for you to do it. You think better for me to save week. it, yeah, yeah. For, for and I do think next week you should definitely wild card. Yeah, yeah. So that's where I'm at. I'll either do it tonight or I'll either wait. I don't fucking know. It depends how bad I think my team is for this week, and it's pretty fucking bad. Okay. Um, but you'll, you'll 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 scrape through. It'll be okay. Yeah, I'll feel it out. No, I mean, you have good fixtures. Like Etheridge, good fixture. Like Wolves, good fixture. Paul, good fixture. Mitrovic, good picture. You'll 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 be okay. Captain Oz will be good this week for you. It'll, it'll be good. It'll be good things, dude. Wow, I can't. You're just seeing so much positivity, and all I'm seeing is just absolute garbage. But no, th- th- you'll be fine this week. Okay, bro. I'm gonna trust you because you're better than yeah, me. I, I think. Feel. I think you're. I think you. I think doing it now with one day to to figure this shit out is going to be very bad. Okay, so then let me pivot. Then just while I still have you here, who's the most fun? <laughs> yeah, like like I'm inaccessible. Yeah, you're inaccessible <laughs> after this. You don't even answer the phone when I call you. So, who's the best punt for the week then? 
Because if I'm wildcarding next week, I'm obviously taking a punt this week. For a one-week punt? One-week well, punt. You, I have a million I mean, and a half in the bank. I can get a I mean, lot of players. Yeah. Your biggest problem is probably Rashford, right? Yeah, I mean, he's obviously hurt and very unlikely to play. But I'm not talking about problems. I'm going to solve all my problems next week. I'm talking about <laughs> okay. who's going to delafay. No, but I'm just week. trying to decide if it needs to be like a forward or a oh, midfielder. Okay, okay, like, what okay. am I analyzing? Yeah, forward, you, you, forward is the easiest one to go, and I can go yeah. up to 9 mil on Rash. I could. I think getting rid of Sun is very reasonable also, and I can go up to 10.5 there. I can go to 7.5 for the Jota spot. I, I probably keep Jota this week. Um, one week punt. Oh my god, that, that's hard. Yeah, I mean it's fucking hard. There's a lot of bad teams. I mean, I it's it's gotta be Jim. It's just gotta be. I know, oh, you can't. But, you have everyone on Wolves in your life. Well, and also like, fuck. But also, can you think of a least a less fun punt in your fucking FPL career than if I went Rashford to Jimenez. Just imagining a world I could do it. I'm literally transferring out like the fourth most owned player for the second most owned player and it's like fucking garbage. Like obviously Jimenez is going to bury me this week. That's a written thing. I don't even care at this point. So who's going to maybe outscore Jimenez? That, That should be like my goal. Yeah, like is Vardy just gonna new manager bounce and like Hattie against Brighton or some shit? (laughs) I don't. He's he's looked bad. I don't. I don't think that's gonna happen. I I mean, I Sal Sal is still Saling. Yeah, Sal is a good guy. Who does Palace have? Oh, they have United. We're playing United. Everton. I mean, I don't think there's anything there. This is too. This is catching me too off the guard. This is a tomorrow and Slack okay, conversation. Tomorrow, I need to. This need. I need to stew. This, this might honestly be like it. a Slack poll type of decision to be made because yeah, whatever. Poll. poll I just. I point. want the feeling. Maybe I just go Alexis. <laughs> <laughs> just get the shittiest but most expensive player that I could get. That'd be good. Yeah, that might happen. That might happen. Oh man, what a pod! What a life we live. Um, all right, should we get the Dude, fuck this is out a of long here? Pod, and we have one day off. Yeah, let's one go. day let's off. Finish. No one's gonna listen to this episode. No, uh, if no you're still here, I it. absolutely love you. Um, <laughs> no anus slaps, no signups. Again, we're in a fucking rut with signups. Uh, any last words? Check us out. At FMLPL.com, follow us on Twitter at FMLPL, support us at Patreon.com slash FMLPL, subscribe to YouTube.